0: So, this is the politicalbetting.com polling matters podcast. My name is Kieran Pedley. Um, a special sort of bonus episode this week. There was a lot of polling out this weekend, and I thought it would be worth uh, chewing that over with another guest um, before we got to our usual episode on Wednesday, by which time, uh, of course, some of that polling may very well be out of date. Um, this is another podcast where we're recording just after another terrorist attack, this time in London Bridge, which I must say, it feels rather close to home for me. Me and my wife uh, were celebrating our fifth wedding anniversary this weekend and spent Friday evening having a meal in that area. Um, it's an area we know well where our offices used to be based. We're now based out in Canary Wharf, but even so, we spend a lot of time around there. And I don't know whether it's a an appropriate thing to say, but it, I don't know, it feels much more real when you recognise the surroundings and the um, and some of the landmarks and so on. What can you say? Uh, again, I, I, I don't like talking about these sorts of things on our political podcast. It's too easy to politicise these events and, and get things wrong. I thought the emergency services were amazing, the, the the speed of reaction that the police had in eight minutes or so, people are saying, between the first call and apprehending the, the terrorists. Um, but again, you know, people have died, and we need to remember that. I, I certainly think It was wise and the right thing to do to uh, suspend the campaign for a brief period of time. I think that's the only appropriate thing uh, in this circumstance, but of course, I think given the election is so close and isn't moving, I suspect that the campaign will be up and running much, much more quickly than Manchester. But uh, all I can say is uh, my thoughts go out to the people that were involved um, as as victims. uh, Kill, of course, their families, but also those people injured as well. And um, yeah, it's difficult to know what to say. But on with this week's, uh, well, this week's bonus episode, I'm joined by uh, Ben Walker from Britain Elects. Now, many of you will know Britain Elects as the sort of polls, polling aggregators, if you like, that uh, are there religiously uh, churning out the uh, sort of not just uh, polling data, but local election results and so on and so forth. And they've really become an invaluable uh, resource to people that follow politics and, and sort of elect the elections scene. So I'm really pleased to be joined by Ben today. Ben, uh, thank you for joining us on Polling Matters. Hello. So, I mean, before we get into the numbers, Ben, it might be worth just if you briefly explain a bit about Britain Elects. I suspect that a lot of people uh, that listen to this will will follow you guys, um, but maybe just briefly just talk about the work you do and how it came about and kind of what you're, what you're trying to get out of this election, I guess.
1: Right. Well, we well, um, I de- I initially started as council by-election by obsessives uh, every thursday night almost every thursday night there's council by-elections up and down the country in parts of the world most of twitter has no idea ex- had no idea existed um and then we've just became a, a a feed of opinion polls and now we have a website which will hopefully do more in the future but we, we just and we just hope to provide a clear picture of the state of Public opinion in the country at the moment. We try and do that through a polling average. There is evident cherry picking of polls sometimes Hmm. by certain persons of uh, partisan prejudices. It it happens, and then we just would like to be a helpful source that tries to provide a clear state. And I suppose as you uh, as
0: you as you've been uh, getting more and more uh, widely known, I suppose you get more and more accusations of bias or uh, all the rest of it (laughs) (laughs) by people that don't like what you uh, what you uh, are
1: showing. Yes, I mean, I've been called Blairite, right? Studios to the EU, UKIP front, Tory, Tory I, I mean, uh, not the case.
0: Well, look, you know, In in the spirit of the BBC, uh, if you're being accused of bias by all sides, then you're probably you're probably doing uh, something right. Um, hmm. Let's talk about the polls this weekend. Obviously, there was uh, a lot of numbers out. I'm just going to read out the Conservative leads, and I want to get your reaction to uh, what we've seen. So. I guess in uh, ascending order, Salvation had a Conservative lead of one, UGov four, Opinium six, ORB nine, ICM 11, and Comrades 12. Obviously, uh, if those different results were reflected next Thursday, some very, very different pictures being uh, painted.
1: Yeah, someone, someone will, be, someone will ha- be having egg on their faces. Um, I, think, I think although, although the, the leads are a little bit different, the Tory, I think the Tory and Labour shares are worth looking at as well. I mean, um, the lowest Tory share, I think, is forty-two uh, percent. The highest is forty-seven percent. Uh, the lowest Labour is thirty-three percent. The highest is thirty-nine percent. I mean, that's that's a six and five-point gap between the two. So I, you can imagine it's probably somewhere in the middle. And it and the difference all depends on how I imagine the pollsters weight according to young people and they're turning out, their their willingness to turn out. So I I think Cervations um, have turnout expect to turnout amongst the the younger subsample uh, at 82%, which is what? Was, well, well, I'm, like not, I'm not sure
0: 82% uh, of young people are even registered. Li- yeah, li- <laughs> I think um, what was it,
1: turn 2015 was a uh, 44% turnout, and the EU, the of was admittedly high all round.
0: Yeah, it is interesting because a lot of how we get those figures, I think the 44% figure you're referring to uh, for 18 to 24s is from the Ipsos Mori um hmm post-election survey yeah. it's still a survey at the end of the day but um yeah I mean that's the best we've got to go on because the exit poll um, which we run at GFK doesn't doesn't actually hold demographic information it literally just oh. random probability samples people at polling stations anonymously and, and looks at the swing and some very smart people like Steve Fisher who's been on this podcast recently and the team at uh, in the bunker on the night uh, they, they'll, calc- <laughs> they'll calculate they'll calculate what 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 they think's going on on mod, statistical models not too dissimilar to what we see uh, others producing although they're working with real voters but um, yeah I mean certainly it it still wouldn't surprise me uh, if if young youth turnout is higher than it's been I think forty four percent was on the low side that time mm-hmm. um, but yeah I mean eighty two percent doesn't sound likely I mean I'm, I'm right say without uh, sort of blowing your cover you're 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 a you're a student, university
1: student aren't you. Yeah. Hello. I. I, have to do that. <laughs> I, I, um, I hope that doesn't make me seem less. Uh, what's the word? Well, no. It makes me seem more amateur than I am. Yeah, I'm a student at University Chester doing politics.
0: Not at all. So. Uh, not at all. Um, so, uh, but I, I, I raise that point just because. I mean, do you do you see any kind of in, in, increased enthusiasm, just anecdotally, with your friends yeah. or the people you know from school or that sort of thing?
1: I mean, it doesn't oh, prove yeah. anything
0: scientifically, but still, you
1: know. Ah, it's it's all anecdotes, but um yeah. I I, I suppose the only prevailing opinion in university of course is an overwhelming support for Labour. Um I was expecting before I came to Uni, actually when I did start uni, I was expecting some more support for the Liberal Democrats because Brexit is well, young people turned up for, opposed opposed to Brexit by what was it, seventy-five percent, uh, by such a large yeah, that was such a large margin. So you, you would think they would be Liberal but no, it's really is Labour. I think I think there is a, there's a mindset amongst young people that's saying now, we're going back to two-party politics, this is a choice between Labour or the Tories. Mm.
0: And it seems that Brexit, I mean, a lot, all the public opinion polling that we look at suggests that Brexit is at least in the short term settled, so that would certainly back um, mm. back what you're saying. I, I guess I was looking at some of the numbers, going, going back to the polls themselves from this weekend, I was, I was looking at some of the numbers and I think there's one figure that I noticed with comrades that might worry me slightly if I was on the Labour side. Now, again, this is in the context that comrades are producing the biggest Conservative lead right now, so you, you mm. have to take that into account. But they are one of the few pollsters that publish their table for the 2015 vote. So just to explain that for listeners, one of the questions that you're asking in an opinion poll is how you voted last time, and different pollsters will use different methods to try and like create an accurate reflection of the electorate now. And part of what goes into that is trying to have a sample that reflects how people voted last time. Because if you just leave that unweighted, you'll invariably get uh, a 2015 election result that will show Labour won or uh, neck and neck, um, which is obviously mm-hmm. wrong. And most people don't produce that table in, their, uh, in, in, in what they publish, but comrades do. And what they show is that 11% of current Labour voters... Did not vote last time. And part of that could be because they were too young. But bear in mind that this was only two years ago. I would be very surprised if one in 10, 11% of Labour voters now were genuinely like 16 or 17 at the last general election. Doesn't seem right. I mean, it certainly feels (laughs) like there could be some, but it doesn't seem like there could be that many. And I suppose it comes down to this thing, doesn't it, Ben, that like, I mean, all the polling evidence at least suggests that Labour are relying on young people and people that haven't shown up in the past. Mm-hmm. And that's maybe yeah. not the best place to be.
1: Yeah, where where um, Labour's, no, the Tory lead is uh, lower is in with polls where turnout amongst young people is expected to be so much higher. that That's shown uh, what we've got with observation, we've got mm-hmm. YouGov doing that, we've got uh, even uh, Ipsos Mori, but I think also Ipsos Mori did show a decreasing support for the Tories uh, amongst... Um, the 35, the middle-aged group,
0: mm.
1: they, they showed degrees in support for that and they showed it amongst women voters as well. Um, so it is like, it's, it's on the balance of things, yeah, young people are probably what are causing this jump in Labour support, uh, but I also I also think um, looking at the sub-samples of Yugo polling, okay, sub-samples warning naturally, but some of the, admittedly, in, as it, in credit to Hugo, some sometimes they do polls with quite large samples. And uh, I remember at the start of the campaign, uh, their support amongst Leave voters was only 12%, it was 1 in 10 voters and the Tories were sitting pretty at 70%. Now it's last poll, Sunday Times poll, the Tories have 59% of Leave voters, there, Labour uh, 25%. That, that's, Labour Now have doubled their support amongst Leave voters and I doubt, I, I really doubt that's young people. Mm. So, something could be happening in that respect, but yes. By and large, young people are what's causing this surge. I well, just...
0: Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned the Leave vote. I mean, I, I wrote a piece for politicalbetting.com a little while ago. I think it was a few weeks ago now. But
1: right. it feels
0: like, irrespective of where you stand on the, the Remain and Leave debate, that Labour were right to go into the election supporting Brexit mm-hmm. at this stage. I, I'm not sure. I, I think they would have done. My I don't know what your opinion is. I think they would have done worse if they'd gone into yeah. a general election saying second referendum.
1: Mm. I, I, I just um, perhaps things could have be, could have been different if you had the official opposition going all out against Brexit. I I I don't know that could have happened, but I'm doubtful. They are they are they do they have what half of the Remain vote under wraps already, mm. and they're making ground with the Lever. They're actually they're actually like the Tories, getting a lot of their support from both go both camps. Whereas uh, well, the Lib Dems naturally aren't getting hard getting hardly anything from. Uh, leave voters, yeah. yeah I, I just, and as also, also more of polling showed that um, the forty-eight percent don't exist. It is split between, I think, twenty-five uh, percent of the forty-eight percent who accept Brexit, want to get on with it, but you know have preferences about the single market and free movement, all the rest of it. Mm. But and then there's 22 twenty-three percent who are all out against Brexit in the way that they. Probably want a second referendum to stay in the EU, and uh, that that 22%. I, I wonder if that, that 22% is going to be purely motivated by Brexit. It'll it's be, been in, just for it'd be interesting,
0: won't it? Because as you mentioned earlier, the Lib Dems don't seem to have had that surge in the polls. Uh-huh. But that doesn't mean that doesn't mean we don't wake up on Friday morning and actually they've done, you yeah. know, a, a fair bit better than we expected. I mean. It could very well be that um, I think they're currently polling around where they were last time in 2015. <laughs> Maybe they get 12% in reality, and there's a bit of a miss there, um, and they do a bit better. Mm. I mean, I don't think it's going to create the the inquiries that the 2015 did with polling, but mm. it's worth mentioning that just because the small parties were correct uh, last time or broadly, so doesn't mean that they uh, doesn't mean that they will be again. Let's move on to um, some of the other numbers. I mean, One of the things I think it's important for people to realise when they look at the polls is that although there's this wide divergence in the headline figure, a lot of the other figures, the supplementary questions around leadership, about issues, mm. that sort of thing, do tell a very similar story, don't they? If we look at the leader ratings, for example, now the pollsters have different ways of asking these questions. So uh, YouGov asked about whether people are doing well or doing badly um comrades ask favorability not unfavorability uh ipsos ask about satisfaction and dissatisfaction and they've been doing that for many many decades now Aye. they all they, they always tell a very similar story don't they which is that may was uh miles ahead but now is like her, her reputation has almost collapsed and she's pretty much neck and neck with with jeremy corbyn or at least when you when you analyze them separately
1: and i i yes um if you ask how well if you ask how well they're doing as respective party leaders, I, I think um, they are both neck and neck. If you ask how favourable if you ask how favourable your opinion is towards each of them, they are probably neck and neck. But again, that's that's different. That's different to the consistent picture is who is the best prime minister and Theresa May leads by but what. 10, 12, 15 points on that. Mm, yeah. And that, that's been, that, I think that's been consistent since she became Prime Minister. Okay. When she was riding high in a honeymoon, I think it's safe to say the honeymoon's over now, at least.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's a safe assumption, <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. I um, She was what sitting with a 20 point lead over Jeremy Corbyn. Now it's 15 points. I, that's still large. Yeah. That's still that's large. Like,
0: it's about where Cameron and,
1: and Miliband were, I think, now. Yeah. As opposed yeah, to. Um, it's, it's, and what does that tell us about the result that that showed us quite? I remember what was it? I think it was after the election, saying that um, using preference for prime minister is a good marker as to how the election will pan out. And I, I think all this talk of a hung parliament seems a little bit premature. Hmm. At present, uh, very much so.
0: Yeah, I think it feels very v- tr- premature. I, I think one of the the issues that we're going to face is that right. So let's say for argument's sake, it was a seven point lead again for the Conservatives. Um, that might produce a very different uh, share of seats than we had yeah. in 2015 because of the nature of how that vote is distributed, meaning the collapse of the UKIP, the failure of the Lib Dems at the moment to break through. Um, one looks at the, if the EU referendum had been done on a constituency by constituency basis, it would have been a leave landslide. <laughs> I, I do wonder whether if Conservatives and Labour genuinely do hit sort of 80% combined, where you know the same vote share difference or the same spread same spread, sorry, might, might produce a sort of better, better result for the Conservatives. I mean, I guess it's hard to say. There's a few other figures I want to throw out, actually, from this uh, Comrades poll I've been looking at. So uh, you mentioned the 15-point lead for Theresa May over being the best prime minister. There is this other number, though. Um, so people were given two choices, and one was Theresa May and the Conservative Party have the best policies for people like me and my family. 38% agreed with that. Uh, but on the flip side, 44%. Chose a statement. Jeremy Corbyn and Labour have the best policies for me and my family. 18% didn't know. So there's definitely uh, Labour have had a good
1: campaign, haven't they? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, May has, I think, since social care uh, has crashed and burned. Really, mm. it, it's it's been it's been almost a shock. Yes, I mean, you, you see it on you see it on Twitter. You see it in a in the paper morning briefings. Uh, all Tories Tory sources inverted commas keep saying this campaign has been absolute pants. Yeah, and um, it really is. It really started with the social care turn. I imagine before then there wasn't that much critique of May's policies. It was just it was just social care, and then the the subsequent u-turn So yeah, Cor- Cor- Labour and Corbyn have done really well, and the policies have hit through. They have a, uh, you know, actually hit through as has yeah, social care. Yeah. I remember the survey saying who is the best party to look after elderly people who need social care and uh, i think labour run away with that yeah as they and, normally do but they
0: weren't and this was the thing like uh, the conservatives were leading on the nhs they were leading in wales on the voting intention polls and that's all yeah. kind of evaporated and one finding i think people might find interesting is if you look at you gov this uh, idea of do you think Jeremy corbyn is doing well or badly as leader of the labour party back at the end of may so what was it just a week ago or so um mm. said well, 58% said badly, minus 28 net score. Um, Now, 42% say well, 44% say badly, that's minus 2. So clearly, I guess you have to say, the more people see of Jeremy Corbyn, the the warmer they are to him.
1: Yes, that's true. They they like um, him, they like what what he stands for in terms of, well, the policies that he advocates, but but at the same day, at at the end of the day, the preference by Prime Minister, Theresa May leads that. Hmm. Even if, if I remember, some people say if she she, she could kill a cat and and she'd still she would still be the best preferred prime minister.
0: So I mean, I, I guess the the uh, when you're looking at all these numbers, you're um, producing your sort of forecasts and things. How do you see it going next Thursday? Obviously, very volatile. We have to oh, don't, don't. <laughs> <laughs> We have to we have to sort of like take a judgment, I guess. Um, I mean, I've been pretty consistent all the way through the election. I think she'll increase her majority. Yeah. Um, probably, I think, it, I think it's rocket science now to say that that probably won't be as much as she could have done. Um, but other people are saying that it could get, could get hairy for the Conservatives, given her reputation has taken such a hit. I mean, where's your, where's your gut instinct? We won't hold you to it. But what, 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 <sighs> what, what, do, you, what do you see it going? Uh, how do you see um, it going as we're here less than a week before the result?
1: I mean, if this, this, this idea of young people turning out bears out to be true, then I, th- I think 2015, it could just be a retreat of 2015 all over again. Really, I, I I doubt that would happen. I really I, I really don't think, because yeah, I'm I'm, ju- I'm just judging things by like history here. That young people are over enthusiastic in polls, really. Yeah. And I, I we could I would say I would say a, the Tories probably probably win by a lead closer to about seven to eight points in sheets, uh, vote share, but by seat shares I can't really say. I, I don't know. Mm. I don't know what I mean because we are in a way sort of returning to two-party politics and Labour are, I'm. they probably are likely to improve their share on uh, 2015 or maybe marginally or maybe by quite a significant amount, I, I don't know. Hmm. But, in, but in so scene, are the
0: Conservatives it seems, so I guess that it will be how that plays yeah, out in
1: reality. Yeah, Yeah. I mean the, the, it's sort of like the temporary or permanent death of UKIP here which is just the Tories should be so thankful for that, uh, I, I don't know, I don't know what I meant to see, what do, what do you think?
0: What do I think? I mean, I, if I was going to have to put a gun to my head, I, I'd look at about eight or nine points for the Conservatives. Um, mm. Especially now, especially now, what's happened this weekend? Um, I always try and steer clear of talking about these terrorist attacks and things like that, but mm. it's it's hard to it's hard to look at the last week now without that being in, on people's minds. And I, I just sort of fully expect the Conservatives and their the supporters in the press to ratchet up the idea of. Jeremy Corbyn, his past statements on shoot to kill, Diane Abbott being Home Secretary. I don't know. I, I, I just think when it comes to it, enough people will say, oh, Theresa May is not the, the God's gift of politics that we thought, but actually maybe the status quo is safer in this environment. Um, but mm-hmm. what, what has clearly happened is that you know Labour voters that were flirting with the Conservatives are, are, are sort of, in inverted commas, coming home the Labour Party on the basis of manifestos and Theresa May putting them off and, and, and that sort of thing, but I guess the specifics of that really remains to be seen. But one of the dynamics I'm going to be looking at is what the what the absence of UKIP in certain seats means, the geographical spread of these young people that are supposedly going to vote, even if they do, and I guess uh, also what what the implications of the two main parties. Um, winning a, a bigger combined vote share than they usually do will have on some of these uh tight races because like i say i i, I have a feeling i may, may have egg on my face on friday but mm-hmm. i have a feeling that if the result was quite similar in terms of the spread of labor to conservative as it was two years ago the conservatives might still do better because that between them they're hoovering up more votes but i guess we'll wait and see um but Ben, uh, thanks very much for your for your uh, time today. I mean, if people want to find out more about Britain Alex where, where can they find out more?
1: Where else for Twitter? <laughs> where else? I mean, that, that's the only place we're really known for, I suppose. Uh, we also have a website, uh, Britainandlex.com. Use it. If, if it's any use. I would, I, I'm a student, naturally, so I don't have much time to dedicate to it. But I'd like to do it – well, my exams are nearly over now, so I'll just mm. – I'll probably do some more in the
0: August. Well, for people uh, that don't have much time to dedicate to it, you do a great job because uh, I think it's become a, an invaluable tool for people following these things. So I think uh, everyone's very grateful for that. But, um, <laughs> no, no, Ben, thanks very much for your time. Um, Thank you Thank you, That That's all we've got time for for this sort of special episode of the PoliticalBetting.com Polling Matters podcast and sort of impromptu one uh, given um, the, the polling that's been out this weekend. We will have a final episode before the election on Wednesday when we uh, dug, uh Digesting some of the final polls and maybe even making a prediction or two. So stay tuned for that on Wednesday.